Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac. And I'm your other host, DM Celeste. No aka, but one day. A- we'll figure but it out. we're still we're still figuring it out. You are all, of course, welcome to tweet suggestions. Yes, we're <laughs> we're workshopping it. But today we're gonna tie back to episode 167, Creature Conversations, which featured Brian Carnell of the Talking Beasts podcast. And what would that lead us to do? That would lead us to Diagnostics 137, If These Beasts Could Talk, which obviously is a play on If These Walls Could Talk. Oh, yeah. clever, clever. Yeah, so this time we basically were chatting all about making it, or animal NPCs in your campaign. So we had a few questions for folks to pose in the forums. So what animal is the PC? What personality traits conform to its normal beast status? Uh, how is it different? Than a normal beast. Uh, what kind of voice would you use, and what kind of quirks or uh, what quirks of the animal that would affect the player's interaction with the NPC? And of course, you know, number six. Anything else? Our open-ended question. Yes, the best question. Yeah, I really enjoyed this because getting to look at all these cool animals that people came up with uh, was so delightful. And the amount of images that people brought to the table to you know, showcase the animals that they were going to talk about, that was the best by far. Yeah, definitely fun to see. And I think we all love putting talking animals in our D&D games, so this just yes. felt real near and dear to my heart. So the question is, which one did you choose from the four? Yes. All right. So I chose uh, this post by Oodles. Right here, right at the top. Uh, and so they went ahead and did, uh, created someone or a animal called Oba. And so Oba is basically this massive orangutan who kind of rules over his own section of the jungle. And just because he's so gargantuan, all the local primates like worship him and support him and like bring him lots of food and stuff. But my favorite thing about Oba is Oba doesn't actually know why he's grown to such an enormous size but he sends his primates into the local like ruins in the jungle trying to find what exactly it is that transformed him since he suspects there's something magical or something hidden in the ruins there so i love that because that's like an auto hook immediately for an adventuring party right like maybe they get hired by oba uh to go and find what has caused him to be this just enormous size well, especially to, I mean, you know, and then the motivations, do they want to continue to be this size? And so do they want to protect it or do they want to go back? And so right. either way, they need this item or whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool. They went into details about how Oba is really the only primate that can speak or has gained this level of intelligence. Like, of course, they interact with, you know, the other primates, but... Uh, There's the sense of just like loneliness that Oba has because he's so much bigger than everybody else. Like they they even reference in here like he can't find a mate because he's huge. Uh, So he lets other like male primates, you know, into his territory and like do their own thing. Uh, So, yeah, that'd be cool. I think that would be a really cool interaction to have with your party. I like that, especially like the initial interactions with the non-sapient monkeys coming and trying to interact and guide the party to where mm-hmm. Oba is. Yeah, and bring them back to Oba. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are all these monkeys just... <laughs> <laughs> Take me to your leader. They keep following us. What do they want? Yes. So what voice did they say they would use with Oba? Oh, so they, they mentioned it would be very low and slow. 
Um, so kind of using like a tree beard as oh, an inspiration okay. uh, sort of thing. So th- this is just a cool creature that would belong easily like in Chult or, you know, any of your jungle settings, which would be super cool. And yeah, the image the image is amazing. Is amazing. Yeah, this giant monkey like draped in this long fur with all of these just apes around him. Uh, I also did want to give a very honorable mention to uh, DM Danielson. Yes, DM Danielson, uh, who made this really cute little mouse knight character and also worships uh, Queen Celeste. So I just need, you know, needed to point that out yes. to everyone. <laughs> uh, Sir Gerald the Braveheart is yes. a knight to the Queen Celeste, a dryad who lives in a tree and looks over the animals of her area of the forest. So very honorable mention for that one. Perfect. But that leaves it to me. Yes, what did you pick? I am going to highlight a post by DM Annabelle, who has a wonderful avatar that I totally looked up. And it says, don't be a D cubed X over D T cubed. And that is the equation of the change of acceleration, also known as jerk. Ah, I see. Very clever, Annabelle. Yes, well done. And she... (laughs) I. I, and I also looked this up because I, you know, and it's one of those things. Names for groups of animals are very odd. It is, but when done right, they are the highest liked and retweeted Twitter post I've ever made because yes. I said a <laughs> parliament of owls mm-hmm. and a sleuth of bears. So is a group of owl bears known as an Illuminati. And that is the most popular <laughs> Twitter post I have ever made. I think the answer is yes, yes. by popular demand. Yes, yes. by popular demand. <laughs> but what is also true is that a group of koi fish is referred to as a gasp, mm-hmm. which is super funny because now I like I can just see them making see them that motion. G- yeah. Yes. So they gave sentience to a group of koi fish, and their leader is called Elder Cyprin, and he's very wise and kind of doesn't fit the norm of other koi fish because they are referred to as the Koi Gasp Gang, and they are just downright awful. This is so great. I love this, like, just jerk fish squad so they essentially would use kind of like a chicago or italian new yorker hooligan style and just is basically talk trash all the time and their leader is kind of the wiser more reserved easier to talk to and communicate with but then kind of all the other koi fish are just 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 being terrible just swimming (laughs) around talking trash uh, like what? Just because you have limbs, you think you're smarter than we are? Yes, I love that Annabelle gave er, Annabelle gave examples yeah. of what mean things these fish might say. I got one word for you: fugly, furry, and ugly. <laughs> oh, so good! I also love that in the anything else section that they specifically do this to children. Oh, so it makes the children believe that, like, like mom and dad, the fish are making fun of me, and then the koi fish will not say anything to the adults to make them seem <laughs> like they're lying to their parents. Oh, it's so, so good. good. I just imagine you like accidentally step into a, a river, and he's like, "I'm swimming here," and just <laughs> oh, so yes, the koi fish with Elder Cyprin being the apparently only one that you'll actually want to communicate with. So DM Annabelle. I like that your avatar is the antithesis of your post. <laughs> yes. It's perfect. Perfect. Um, but with that, that means only one thing. We should lift the mental weights right now. <laughs> 
Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. What's an animal you would like to see in a D&D game? A bison. Oh, so cute. Okay. All right. So it's a bison. Okay. And what personality traits conform to an animal? So how is he like a bison or how are they not like a bison? Uh, Wait, I feel like, did we bring it in well enough? Yeah. Okay, good. So I think- <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that yeah. they would still be very nomadic. And so then, mm-hmm. you know, and if you did have an interaction with the NPC, maybe you would have another interaction with them somewhere else because mm-hmm. the herd continues to travel. Ooh, I do like that idea of him being like a chieftain of the plains. Like he's, you know, sort of pulling a, a Lion King sort of situation, except oh, it's the yeah. bison who rules over all of these lands, right? Maybe maintaining the peace across the great grasslands. I have useless knowledge that I will share with you and the listener. Perfect. Do you, did we talk, maybe we talked about this recently and oh well, we're talking about it again. If not, the most dangerous game to hunt in North America, they're just random cows that got loose. And so they're wild cattle up in Santa Clara. What? Mm-hmm. The, that changed into bison or wait, no? No, no. They're just. I'm no, just. The bison just... made me think of it, but it's oh. literally the most dangerous game to hunt in North America. Why? Because they're like, like African bison in the way they're that like... they protect, and they're just huge. They're like you know, fifteen hundred pounds, and it's they're crazy cows. Uh huh. Oh it literally just cows that got loose formed what? a herd, and it's just wild cattle, and they are the most dangerous thing. That that is something that uh, in Oakland, California, there were wild boars that used to run around because Teddy Roosevelt wanted to hunt them, so he imported a bunch of boars like from Africa, and now still to this day they wander around. And if you see one, you're supposed to like hide inside because yep. they will destroy things and are so aggressive. And then the huge packs of coyotes that are down in L.A. Like you can be in the heart of L.A. and literally hear just coyotes calling back and forth to each other. The world is crazy, yeah. man. Welcome to California, everyone. <laughs> yeah, California. It's full of wild animals yep. everywhere. Done. <laughs> wow. Well, there's still packs of um, zebra over by Hearst Castle because he had imported so many as well. Yep. Yeah. Humans. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do we do this? Just messing up everything. Okay. On that note, <laughs> what personality traits deviate from the animal's normal behavior Mm, okay so i think one of the things that this unnamed npc bison has done is start to establish things you know so while they are still nomadic there are more permanent structures that the bison go between Um, i'm not sure if it would be you know in caves and things set up in that nature or um if they've you know because they can communicate if they've worked with other you know races in the world of day to create permanent structures Mm -hmm. maybe there's somewhere they want to go or a bridge what if you know it's essentially this bridge because they've worked and helped and now someone made that for them so i think permanent structures would be a really interesting deviation yeah I I really like the idea that maybe this bison, you know, interacts with human or like humanoid settlements to maintain their specific like reservation or property. They're like, no, like, I'm sorry, a new village has like appeared here. Like, we can't have that. This is our zone. Uh, So they have like zoning meetings (laughs) with (laughs) with like the humanoids surrounding preserving their territory. 
I like it. Okay, what kind of voice should we use for this NPC? I mean, I would love like a cute little Southern Belle accent, but that's just but that's just me. Oh, I'm in. I'm done. <laughs> like a a very <laughs> yeah amicable. Uh, just I don't, I don't know why so that immediately good. came to me. Done. So our Southern Bell Bison and mm-hmm. their interaction. So what kind of quirks would affect players' interactions with this NPC? Well, I think that's that's definitely something like that the players didn't know that this was, you know, Buffalo territory or on their land and they're traveling through here. Uh they might have this this Buffalo interaction be like, I'm sorry, this is uh <laughs> this is reserved property, like you need to leave, or or maybe the bison need help enforcing like their their space or or something mm-hmm. of that nature. I like that. The, you know, and it makes me think of the scene out of Lord of the Rings when the riders of Rohan, you know, circle up around. Yes, all the bison come. Oh, yeah. that would and be amazing. Like like, and terrifying. And pushing their horns like closer and closer. Yep. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's very good. Okay. Yes. Anything else? What do we name them? I mean, I just want to cop out and call them Bell, but that's just me. Okay, fine. We don't have to name them. Fine. We've decided not to name them. <laughs> Done. What shall our next monster be? Or not Ooh. monster, but animal. Animal. Um, so let's see. Let's see. I just I just did a cat in Venture Maidens, and that was a ton of fun. Cats are just always mm-hmm. so fickle. That was good. Let's see. And I named them Butterscotch, of course. Uh, uh what what animal have I not seen that I would really like to see? A skunk. A skunk, uh, yes. I don't know why I want to name him Bill. Bill? B- Bill the skunk. Okay, but I Nope. <laughs> what personality traits conform to the animal's normal behavior? Normal skunk-like things does Bill do? To die on the side of the road. Oh, God, no! Well, I think Bill definitely uses his uh, the threat of stinking people as as a weapon. Oh, absolutely, he threatens people with it constantly, and anybody who pisses Bill off is definitely gonna get get sprayed. I don't know. Maybe Bill runs some kind of merchant stand or stall, and that's his like defense mechanism. If people, you know, mess with him or don't pay up, yeah, he'll he'll come and spray folks. So there's always that threat. So one of the things for skunks is apparently they're very solitary animals. So I, I like mm. that for Bill. Yeah. And apparently have excellent senses of smell and hearing, but have poor vision. Oh, Bill. Being Maybe unable Bill has... to see objects more than 10 feet of feet away. What? That's why <gasps> they get ran over. Oh, no. Maybe Bill has bifocals. Oh, that's so good. I didn't know that. They are short li- short lived. Their lifespan in the wild can reach seven years, with most living only up to a year. Wow, skunk life's tough. Yeah, it's tough to be a skunk. Oh man, man I, I just envisioned Bill being a little bit older. That's why he's so angry. Like, yeah, he's made it this far. Yeah, but all of his friends have <laughs> gone on. Uh, maybe Bill's like. Immortal. Something happened that made Bill immortal uh, and gave him this weird ability to speak. So all of the other skunks just come and go, but Bill remains. Uh, crotchety old, crotchety old Bill. The crotchety skunk. old man Bill. Uh, oh, yes, I love that, and I love that there would be like legend. I love the idea of legend and lore surrounding old man Bill, but no one ever 
like people that don't know, so you know, most likely your PCs interaction is like, oh yeah, you got to talk to old man Bill, and so then like they don't know that they're gonna just get stanked on. Right, <laughs> they have no idea he's a skunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it, old man Bill. Oh. Perfect. Uh, what kind of well, I mean, crotchety old man obviously is the kind mm-hmm. of voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very get off my lawn kind of approach. Absolutely. Yeah, his burrow like just outside of town that yeah. he's super protective of. I think the other thing for the quirks, I, I, you know, and, and it feels a little bit tropey, but I also like the the idea that you know, if you tough the you know, and crack the tough outer shell of Bill, then like Bill's ready to like ride ride or die for you. But it's a tough a tough thing to do, and even still, he'll stank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll stank you if you look at him funny. Uh, but yeah, I think Bill just because he's been around so long, like knows just. A ton of stuff and knows about the area and he's just collected all this information as time goes on anything else no i love bill okay done. <laughs> done and done but if you wanted to tell us about your stanky old bill you can definitely <laughs> head on over and email us at dmnastics at gmail.com and of course you can head over to twitter and follow us at dmnastics all lowercase all one word you can find both of our handles there and for everything else on our network you can always go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com but rather than let these mental gains go to waste let's head over to taking your supplements taking your supplements today on taking your supplements celeste is going to talk about something Yes, I I I surely am. Uh, so I wanted to tell you all about my newest favorite thing that came out on the DMs Guild recently. It's the Monster Manual Expanded uh, from Dragonix. So what I love about this is Dragonix basically took a lot of really specific monster types and gave them stats and kind of expanded your options uh, just from the basic 5th edition monster manual. And a lot of these uh, these new monster types that they've put together come from 3.5 uh, edition of D&D. So like, you know, it's getting really specific here. So you're taking things like, oh, okay, yes, we have devils, but then Dragonix adds a bunch more types of devils, even getting as specific as like, Oh, a bearded devil enforcer as a peer, as opposed to just a bearded devil. Uh, so it's just lots of expanding options. Um, so say maybe in your games, you know, you wanted to put a nor a ghost in there, but like the ghost in the book, uh, just in the basic monster manual, doesn't do it for you. This expanded version, you can go ahead and grab a ghost knight or a ghost necromancer or a ghost warlock. Uh, so this book just does a really great job of putting together a ton of like really great. Uh, monsters and options for your own games. Um, and it's also, it has reached, what, a platinum bestseller yep. at this point. So clearly, I'm not the only one who thinks this book is super great. Yeah. Uh, Dragonix, also great company, uh, super nice. I've run a few of their modules before. Uh, so you should definitely go check out the Monster Manual Expanded uh, right now on the DMs Guild. Definitely. It's it's a little bit more expensive than some of the stuff we usually offer. It's $20. Now that said, mm-hmm. you're going to get 321 pages with 470 you know, creature stat blocks. So you're definitely getting a ton out of this product. Uh, and it would definitely, as always, throw your players for a loop because that's the best thing you can possibly do. Yes. They think they're fighting a normal black dragon, but actually... Oh. 
<laughs> and then also the book does, of course, it has art and it just, you know, really well arranged stat blocks that look just like the monster manual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so highly recommend adding this to your DM toolbox. Definitely. With that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. But before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums and take part in all of these challenges, exercises, and the other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Can I trust you will add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running. <laughs>